thanks for joining me today, man. Eric, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you and I have known each other for a long time, as much as as long as I've known Coach Bird. I, I first met you guys when you were working at Riverdale, and I was working at um, Middle Tennessee for the women's basketball program. It seems like two generations ago, but it was about 20 years ago when we first connected. So you've uh, I mean, you've come a long way since then, if you don't mind me saying it that way. I mean, give us a little background on how you ended up where you're currently at, what initiated that process, your connection with Coach. Kind of just give us some background. Yeah, me and me and Coach Burt grew up together, actually. So I've got a lot of good stories. If anybody ever wants to just direct message me and we can have a really good time with it. But, uh, you know, me and him both got into coaching basketball at a young age. I was, uh, you know, we were we were both high school players and, and went to college and decided to go ahead and go straight into our coaching careers. And we were both uh, non-faculty assistants, you know, while we were in college and, and both got the head coaching job at Riverdale High School. He was a girls coach. I was a boys coach when we were. 23 years old. Uh, he right. may have been 22 at the time, uh, at, you know, when he first started. So we were the two youngest head coaches in the state at the largest high school in the state. And, uh, you know, I was there for 12 years, had a, had a great run. He was there a little bit shorter in time and obviously won a state championship and and did some huge things for the girls program while I was doing the boys. And, uh, you know, just, just fortunate, right place, right time, a lot of hard work. You know, I always go back to everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, I think throughout that time, I remember, you know, mopping the floors and and, and yeah. coaching a sixth grade AAU team. And that's yeah. how I got my start. I had some friends that asked uh, me to coach their kids in AAU. Yeah. And I was a 19 year old wow. in college and yeah. uh, just kind of took a leap of faith and did that. And and what's funny is it's all come full circle. My son's in sixth grade right now and I'm coaching his team over at MTCS. And oh, that's good. Yeah. Got a game tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, a little bit later on. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so, so that's, that's my coaching now. It's, it's gone, yeah. uh, it's gone all the way full circle. Yeah. yeah. To the top wow. of the high school ranks, all the way back to the sixth grade ranks. For those people, the most of the people that are going to see this are in the business world, right? They maybe have never coached or been in the athletic world. There were, and I didn't know this until I transferred. But talk about some of the skills that you had uh, as a coach, as you you know the kid, you know the skills that you taught your kids, the attitudes, the habits that we had as athletic coaches in chasing a championship. How they transferred for you? Like what did what skills did you bring to the business world that helped you? What did you have to learn that was different? Talk about some of that. The, the biggest things just work at the air. You know, yeah. I think it is kind of lost in our society a little bit today. I mean, I, yeah. I was telling somebody the other day that when I was coaching basketball at, at Riverdale, I think it, you know, I had a master's degree. I was coaching golf. I was teaching math. And yeah. uh, I think at the height, I was making maybe $55,000 a year. Yeah. And with, with all those degrees and everything else, but on the side, I was, uh, I was running a fireworks tent in the summer, like a lot of other coaches <laughs> do for two yeah. weeks. You know, I was I was cutting grass. I was actually cutting my neighbor's grass in our subdivision at the same time I cut mine to make an extra thirty dollars. I was, you know, you you name it, I would do it. And uh, and I think I carried that over into the business world where it's Mm -hmm. like the great Don Meyer always said, you always take notes and you always pick up trash. Right. And so doing the little things, I think, you know, going into the business world. And a community of networking. You know, we always try to teach our kids to get out in the community even when we're coaching them and and getting to know people because those people can help you on down the road. I think that made my transition very uh, easy or a lot easier, you know, when I started going from coaching into the mortgage world. It's just seeing the work ethic, trying to get the kids to buy into that same work ethic, doing the little things that others won't do. And I think right now, especially in the mortgage industry, which is what I'm in and, and the real estate industry in general, 
the ones that are going to work through this time frame that we're mm-hmm. in right now will yeah. come out of this even better when yeah. things change. And so yeah. I'm really I'm excited about what's going on because right now we have more tools than we've ever had okay. uh, in the mortgage industry since I've been in the business for 12 mm-hmm. years. And I think that work ethic and grind that, that Coach Burt has, has instilled in me even more since I've got out of coaching um, will really help us. Talk to me a little bit more about the transition you made. So you were at uh, Riverdale. Like, how did how were you exposed to First Bank? Did you did you have a conversation? Did you go searching for opportunity? Did they come to you? Like, how did that transpire? Because I think what you see, especially in this group, you still see people looking for transition. They're looking for opportunity. They're how do I go from here to there? How would that work? What 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 could you share with us about that process? You know, I remember about seven or eight years in. I started mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, I love coaching and I could have stayed at Riverdale probably for the rest of my life. I was uh, yeah. Tom Nolan and everybody there were great. I mean, I loved it. I love the kids. I love the people, the teachers. I still got great friends. It was Ali Armand's birthday today. I actually texted yeah, yeah. him earlier. I mean, yeah, yeah. just friends for life that that yeah. are there in a, in a great school. But about seven years in, I thought, you know, what else is out there in the world? What mm-hmm. else on the business side? So I actually had entertained some other options, uh, some in, in insurance, some okay. in uh, sales on, uh, you know, a good friend of mine was, was looking into getting into magazine sales, which I'm glad we mm-hmm. moved that route because you know, that's kind of going backwards, but you know, yes, different, sir. different, different paths, but I was really close. And then uh, actually coach Bert, when he got out a couple of years before I did, he started an initiative with first bank about okay. opening 10,000 checking accounts. I remember that. And yeah. he did, he was ultra successful with that. And they were looking for an originator in Murfreesboro and Webb Evans uh, is a good, mm-hmm. he's actually my mentor here now. Um, he got with coach Bert and Bert said, Hey, you need to take a chance on this guy. And so I had okay. no clue about mortgage, but wow. I've got a math background, had a math degree and, and okay. solid work ethic and said, you know, let's give this a try. And I'll never forget sitting in the, in the meeting with Webb and, and Don Holsinger and I'm sitting here, you know, and I'm a guy that's preparation is the key. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here after the season's over and we're talking about this meeting and I'm in, you know, what is this, March probably. Yes, sir. And I'm saying, well, if I can work for two months learning it, that way as soon as I get out, I can start and hit the ground running. Yeah. I've got an opportunity. And I remember meeting with him and saying, listen, if I could just make $50,000 my first year, yeah, you know, because you know, that's yeah. basically what I was making there. If I sure. could just do that – and, and they both looked at me and said, yeah, I mean, if you hit it, you're, you're going to be fine. And and so for two and a half months, I was teaching school on Monday. Okay. I would take a sick day. I'd you know, give them work to do on Tuesday and have a sub come in. I was training uh, yeah. for mortgage. And then on Wednesday, I was teaching. And I kept doing that for a couple of months. And uh, by June, my first full month in mortgage, I did seven loans for almost a million dollars. Wow. And made Man. double what I was making teaching and coaching. And I'm still sure. getting paid, you sure. know, from Riverdale through August. So sure. I was like, man, I've hit the jackpot. This and, is it, uh, yeah. yeah. And here's what's even crazier. My first loan I ever did was for a referee. So it was, you know, <laughs> I really, you know, yeah. so I, I tell people all the time, you hit your sphere of influence first. Yeah. It was one of the referees I liked because, you know, a lot of them, you know, you can't, yeah, yeah. can't deal with a whole lot. But it was uh, Especially in my, in that second, region. <laughs> and my yeah. second loan was from uh, a teacher in the same math department that okay. I was teaching at Riverdale. And yeah. so, and I've done three loans for that person since. So it's, uh, yeah. you know, hitting that sphere of influence early on. And then my second month in July, I did 11 loans and I'll never forget it. And I'm sitting there going, man, this thing is, is good. And I, I got in at a good time because rates were low in 2010, but okay. there was no houses being bought. So I got okay. to learn through my mistakes. Uh, I'll never forget. I tried to do a 1300 square foot house on 40 acres. You know, I'm sitting there going, why can't it go through? And 
you know, so yeah, I right. learned a lot. And fortunately, that yeah. was one of my past school teachers, another, you know, poor person that's in that sphere of influence. And um, and I was able to get, get it to on the bank side and they took care of it. But uh, it was just, you know, Coach Burt really uh, initiated that uh, through my mm-hmm. friendship with him. And uh, he he saw in me uh, more potential than, than what I yeah. was doing, which he sees in everybody. You know, I'm a living testament to what he to what he does and his programs. And I've been in his program since I walked into the mortgage world. Yeah. You know, from day one and have not ever left because, yeah. I mean, it is valuable. It's so valuable. I, I still do it to this day. I watch every video uh, that he puts out um, as many events as I can be at. But uh, he changes people's lives. He's actually changed mine for the better. And, and, and our friendship still you know, as strong as ever, but it's, you know, I look at him as, is also, you know, a good mentor on the business side too. That's so good, man. So talk, I want to transition a little bit uh, because you, you, you kind of have a heart to coach, like you're speaking out in the world, you're delivering content and helping people in a sense, like if there are people going to watch this, they're not quite where you're at, right. They're just getting started, whether it's mortgage or insurance or whatever. How, how do you think they should use coaches system? Like what advice would you give them how would you tell them to engage with the program? Like give them, give them some guidance and, and a little bit of coaching here. There, there's two things. Number one, I would implement the selling system right off the bat. Okay. So, you know, coach's legacy selling system that he implements. I, in fact, I went back, Eric, and, and behind me, you can't see it because I've got this nice uh, new uh, screen behind me, but I've actually started the vision board again to where okay. I'm writing up my target 25 and I've got my target 25 and hit list active leads everything yeah. on a board just because yeah. I, I feel like it's you've, you've got to touch our people consistently in impactful ways. And I think coach teaches that through his selling system mm-hmm. better than anybody that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. not a cold call guy. So okay. and Ruby and all the core, I mean, that stuff is good, but I, I don't want to pick up the phone and call 50 random people all day right. long. I right. want to call warm leads and people in my sphere of influence. So that's one thing that, that I really feel like if I was just starting in the business is you've got, you have to have a selling system you have to have you know time blocking every day to making the calls and and getting out in front of people. And then the second thing I would say that the thing that I do I hope very well and coach does also is being able to you know eloquently speak in front of people and deliver your message. And I know y'all have got boot camps left and right mm-hmm. on on how to do that. But I mean we do probably more events in the mortgage world than anybody and with our yeah. past customers and we do a concert event and we do a monthly teaching here in our office to where we come in and bring in agents. And if you can't present the subject matter in a way that shows you're the expert and they read that quickly, people yeah, know do. when you don't yeah, know. Sure. So if somebody calls me and I can go through all these different loan options and products and they know I'm, well, you don't want to go this route because your funding fee is going to really tack on too much money. If we can go conventional, yeah. here's a better option, or they just reduce the LLPAs for first-time home buyers. We can save you money this way. Uh, free refinances. You know, there's all sorts of things that we can communicate, and the better you can speak mm-hmm. with the knowledge that you have, the farther you're going to go in this world. That's so good. No question about it. And That's I think so Coach has done more of that in the last couple of years. I've seen just getting teaching people how to present in front of an audience because if you can do that i mean sky's the limit and you get more confidence the more you do it i remember when i first started eric i was just speaking to anybody i mean i was going to i mean for free i mean i was doing some just going to different (laughs) mbas and and then all of a sudden they're starting to write checks and then you're getting in front of more and uh and i've covered the southeast and now you know 
I've been able to recruit some people and just because okay. they know me and, and do those things. But it, uh, it, but a lot of that has come from some of the teachings he's had. It's so good, man. I think you're hitting on it. The number one way to generate business in today's world is to speak from a stage. And the stage could be not a traditional stage, but content through social media, because that's where all the money's at these days. It could be. Now, I do want to compliment you, though. One event I've ever been to that you did because I had access to it. You invited me, actually. Uh, you personally invited me. You had a you had all the major builders in this area at it. And it was a panel. And, you you know, you did what everybody did and served lunch. But it was so valuable to hear all of their perspectives. But you served. There was tons of realtors there. Man, it was just a great event. It brought tremendous value to everybody in the room. I learned some things about the housing industry that I didn't know from those guys. And so the, putting those, uh, we call them showcase events. That's part of the mm-hmm. part of the strategy. I do want you to take a minute because your concert each year is the highlight. And talk to people how they can leverage an event like that. Um, it does cost some money, right? Because you hire the talent to come in. But the benefits that you guys have got and how you put something like that together, share with with everybody here a few minutes about how that works, how it's benefited you. How would you recommend that somebody implement that strategy? Well, I mean, years ago when I first started, we didn't do events. We were, I was doing one-to-one just like we all should do. Right. I mean, we should be taking lunches and and still doing that to this day, but there comes a point in time where like, man, there's only so many coffees and lunches I can do in a week. And there's only so many people I can get in front of. So we established these events to where we could get in front of 50, 30, a hundred 500 people mm-hmm. all at one time to where it, it captivates an audience. It shares our message, but it also allows us to hit more people in a shorter time frame. Yeah. And uh, so the concert you mentioned, uh, you know, and I believe really in, in nothing great is accomplished without enthusiasm. So okay. the more people can see the enthusiastic way we do our business and they, we're here for them and we're easily approachable. I think that helps in these events too. 100%. But the concert event, you know, I, my, one of my good friends, Andre Gassetto, is my neighbor, and and we used to work out in the mornings together. And and he's in the music industry and has a lot of connections. I kept thinking, I want to do something different, yeah. something that nobody does in Rutherford County, especially. You know, there most musicians are in Davidson, or they're you know they're playing mm-hmm. concerts there in those venues. And I said, I want to bring something to our people and give back to our customers that have mm-hmm. given so much to us. And so we just kind of dreamt it and it came up. And then all of a sudden I went and grabbed sponsors, you know, because yeah. I mean, title companies want to be involved, insurance sure. companies, people sure. in the community. I, I allowed them to have, you know, allotment of tickets to the event. And yeah. we make it made it just this personal event. And we had Dimario this year, which put yeah. on an unbelievable show. We've had Lee Bryce. We've had. And so they give us, you know, of course, it's it's a costly event. But by the time yeah. we get the sponsors and you get your your company to come in a little bit, too. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's worth every penny. And everything I do, I look at it as like, if I can get three loans out of that event, it pays for itself or five loans. out yes. of that Yeah. And that's just, you have to invest in yourself. That's the one thing I learned early on. If you're going to grow your business, you truly have to invest in yourself and put up money to help that business grow. And so that's one way I think we get a lot out of it. the movie events, the, the realtor event you mentioned, yeah. the builder yeah. events, um, just and you've got to add, add content that is valuable for your customer. You have to give them something they want to come to. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people that put on these events. And if you don't have the right people there that they want to see, and we had John Floyd at that builder event, who's the yeah, number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He was like a superstar in our community. You have to have the confidence to make the phone calls. Yes. You know, we have a system right now that tracks every time some one of my past customers listed their home. And I got three emails last night sitting on my couch at nine o'clock that said, yeah. hey, these three people have listed their home and they hadn't called me for a new one. So I'm sitting yeah. there going, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> so I immediately sent yeah. emails and picked up the phone this morning. So you've got to be confident. You've got to be aggressive in what you're doing. Uh, yeah. And you can't just sit back and wait for it to come. We've been yeah. so blessed the last two years, Eric, with yeah. the rates, the way they've been, and just being able to sit here and answer the phone for refinances and purchases mm-hmm. left and right. But but yeah. now it's this is it's actually fun for me because we're getting back to the way it should be, to where we have to earn everything we get. Man, I'm so glad we did this. I, I'm learning stuff about you and just getting a feel for your energy. The the mentality thing uh, that you're hitting on right now, because there's a lot of people, I'm just talking to a loan originator down in Houston that we met yesterday at an event down there, and he was he was gloom and doom, right? Not going to make it. You know, this is going to kill me. Talk to people for just a minute here um, as we're kind of near the end, but just talk about their mentality as they approach the realities that we're working in. See, the SEALs, the Navy SEALs would tell you in their training, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just reality. Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is use our resources to accomplish the mission at hand. Right. And so the way you're seeing this opportunity here is actually you're actually exciting me about it. Right. So talk to people about that mentality that you're approaching it with. You know, there's a book out there by Dan Sullivan called The Gap or the Game. And oh, I know Coach good. Birch talked about it before. Mm-hmm. And it really teaches you to look about where you have been compared to where you are now. Yeah. And not what, you know, so if you really look back in our industry, and I'm talking mortgage housing, uh, real estate, you know, title companies, all those. If you look back at 2019, we're 2022 is a mirror image of 19. Okay. If you look at 21, obviously in 19 to 20, it doubled. Okay. And then and then 21 down to 22, it cut in half. Yeah. But if we really go back and look at 17, 18, 19, I mean, we're still on a pretty good progression to where we can do really, really well in our industry. So it's you've got to look at where you were, how we can get back to it. And you know, I'm a big fan of Yellowstone, like most of us are right now. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. And and so as a you know, as when I speak and I'm always looking for nuggets and reading books and doing different things to try to give me wisdom, but they said something the other night on the show that I want to share because it's, it's so pertinent to what you just asked. And and of course, you know, Kevin Costner now is is the governor, right, at, of the uh, state of Montana, right? And uh, you know, Mr. Dutton, and uh, but he was saying something to the former governor, and she came back to him and said, "Good governors initiate action, mm. while bad ones spend all their time reacting." Ooh, and so, good. right now, we have to initiate action. Yeah, if we're going to win in in 2023 coming up, the the people that have the most action, and, and be honest with you. I admire a lot of things about Coach Burt and Michael and I have gone back for years, but the one thing I admire the most is how he initiates action every single day. And he doesn't, I've never seen a guy that works as hard to try to create a customer as he does. And every single day, that's our job is create a, create a customer and then, and then create a customer for life to where we can keep them. But, you know, too many times right now, too many people right now are reacting. And so that's my thing. And I, and I was actually at the MTAR event here the other night. And you were exactly right. The, I was speaking to title company people, other lenders that are friends of mine in the industry, and everybody's doom and gloom. But yeah. I'm just like, listen, it's more action will we'll yeah. overcome this. And, and there will be a better time. And for the people that that continue to work through it, I mean, there's, as Coach Burt, was he always say, there's, you know, summer ass, spring ass, what, what you've done all winter. Yeah. And, 
and I really feel like right now is our winner. It is, but we've got to work the systems and, uh, and keep initiating that action. Yeah. So good, man. This has been great. Uh, you're unfortunately episode two because Tommy was adamant that we interview him first. It's he, he is a hard act to follow. So, yeah. so I'm just, I'm just hoping to hold up, you know, get close to, to what he yeah. did. If I did that, that's yeah. a huge win. Right. Well, you find these little groups of excellence in different ways, right? Like you, these group of guys that started with coach, I mean, you're a part of that. There were other people in it. I, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, so I'm not going to start naming names, but, but what you did is you started a process of growth and development in a community of people that where, where they need inspiration, right? Um, you know, we have a great community here, but just think about how how much the community of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County has grown since Coach started. I mean, just the growth that's an expansion in our community. So I just want to I want to recognize you and celebrate you for 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 going long obedience in the same direction. And thanks for sharing with the group today. Man, this has been great, man. Um, you need to, you need to do more of this. You need to do more coaching. You need to do more for speaking. You know, we'd love to. We need to do more stuff together, man. I think. You know, yeah, you know, I appreciate it. Anything yeah. I can do to help people, it always comes back. I mean, that's yeah. you know, I heard something the other day also, and it said, "Life's short, take the shot." Right. That's right. And, that's uh, good. You know, we 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 lost unfortunately. Our, our my underwriter actually passed away last week, and uh, he was one of the most impactful guys in our in mm-hmm. our company. Just yeah. positive every single day, and uh, you know, it's it is short. We we've got to get out every single day. We've got to wake up to to be a better person and and to be better for our community. And and I think the more you dive into your communities and take that action, you're you're going to win. I mean, you're, yeah. you people want people want to help you. Can't be afraid yeah. to ask and and continue to do those things. But it's yeah, it's been a lot of fun being a part of Coach Burke's success and hope hope to see him continue for sure. Can we expect Garth Brooks next year at the Christmas party? <laughs> I mean, a uh, Brandon Burke's event or mortgage or industry better turn really quickly <laughs> in the spring if, if that's the case. Oh goodness! Or, or Coach Burke's sponsorships will have to come. Yeah, come yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to get that up. So, yeah. Brandon, yeah. man, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for taking your time today and uh, pouring into us and doing this with us. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you guys. All right. See you, baby.